0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine. Before we get into this episode, this is just a public service announcement that episodes are no longer going to be released on Tuesdays. We're going to start with a new schedule starting this week, releasing episodes on Thursdays. So if you've been a listener of the podcast since its inception, You will know that consistently we were releasing episodes on Tuesdays, but with recent changes in my schedule, it's been really hard to get the episodes out on Tuesdays, so we're going to try for a Thursday schedule, so watch out for new episodes on Thursdays. Now, getting into this week's topic, I'm going to be discussing several habits that you need to stop now if you want to experience immediate stress reduction and who doesn't want less stress in their lives. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. And so this episode was inspired by me, (laughs) okay? It was probably yesterday or the day before when I was at my friend's house, we went to visit our friends in Manitoba. We had an amazing time and I was at my friend's house standing at her counter, scraping up my two children's leftover rice and calling it a meal for myself. And it just gave me pause to think Yo, know, and some of these habits that you have made the norm really need to stop because what it's doing is it's interfering with your ability to just sit down, relax, take in the moment, nourish yourself, replenish yourself. You're basically <laughs> feeding yourself, nourishing yourself with garbage. Not to say that the food was garbage. That is not what I mean. But it is this concept that many of us as women have kind of taken on, especially since we've become mothers where we save the scraps for ourselves. I remember when my cousins, my family, my cousins and her family. So in August, I was in Spain with my family and my cousin and her family came and joined us. We went to this water park, this amusement park with our kids. And when it was time to order food, I told her, you know what, don't worry about ordering from me. I'm just going to eat. I'm just going to eat the leftover of my children's food. And that's exactly what happened. I didn't order anything for myself. I had half of my daughter's burger and half of my son's fries and called it a meal for myself. I mean, raise your hands if this is you. I know I'm not the only one who does not serve themselves dinner. You wait for everybody else to finish. And then what's left over, you scrape, you put it on a plate and... You scrape it together, you put it on one of your children's plates, you eat it standing up, and you call yourself full. <laughs> oh my goodness. Please tell me I'm not the only one who does that. So I'm going to go through a list of habits like these that I have Some of these are habits that have become second nature to me and I'm really consciously trying to unlearn them. Some of these are habits that I've noticed in my friends and family members and some of these are habits that I've noticed in my patients. So I've already gone through the first one, which is please stop gathering your kids' leftovers and calling it a meal for yourself. You are worthy and deserving of a plate that you prepare for yourself with food that is not leftovers from your child's food or your husband's food or your parents' food or your sister's food or your whoever it is that you are serving, that you are giving to, you deserve to have a plate for yourself. And please stop eating standing up at the countertop. Please sit down. Yeah, take your plate to the table. Grab a cup of your drink, of your water, of your tea, Put a placemat, put a coaster if you use one, and sit down. Don't eat standing up. Stop eating at the stove. Stop eating at the countertop. Just stop, sit down, and enjoy your meal, all right? This is another one that I'm guilty of, and it's usually because we're either trying to get out of the door, or I'm like, okay, I want to finish my notes, or I want to... There's always something more important than going to the bathroom and emptying my bladder, okay? And I want you to stop doing this too. I know that there are many old wives tales as to why you're not supposed to do this. Oh, it's going to give you an infection and all of that. That's not necessarily true. There's no evidence to suggest that but it's just this idea of ignoring the signals that our body is telling us and our body is saying okay this bladder is full i needs to be emptied but we ignore it it's the same way we ignore our headaches it's the same way we ignore stomach pain it's the same way we ignore back pain your body whenever it's uncomfortable it's giving you a signal it's asking you for attention to say hey Madame, please, (laughs) there's something going on here. Can we get some attention here, please? But then we are so used to ignoring it and pushing it to the back burner. Starting with something as simple as going to the washroom and emptying your bladder is going to train you to identify those signals, kind of like the red light, the engine light coming on in your car, you don't want to ignore that. Do you want to pay attention to that and service your vehicle as soon as possible? You don't even want to wait until the light starts to come on. You want to be routine about checking in with yourself and taking care of yourself. Again, I'm not preaching to you. I'm also talking to myself as I experience right lower hip pain, which is telling me that you, Andy, you haven't exercised or stretched in a long time. I need to pay attention to that. Okay. Similar to that, please stop putting anything and everything before your doctor's appointments. Okay. Seeing your doctor, getting your PAP test done, getting your mammograms done if you are at that stage where screening has started, getting your blood work done, talking to your doctor about symptoms that you've been having for months, for years, maybe even decades for some of you please go and see your doctor. Stop putting it off. Nothing bad is going to come out of the appointment. And even if there's a diagnosis that comes up, it is better to know and get it addressed than to keep ignoring it. Stop putting anything and everything before your doctor's appointment. If you haven't procrastinating on seeing your doctor for various symptoms, whatever they may be, pause this episode, call your doctor, schedule your appointment, and go and see your doctor. Okay? Okay. (laughs) The next habit is, please, I want you to sleep in your bed and not just in any position in your bed. I want you to sleep with your head on your pillow at the head of the bed and not across the bed, right? Specifically across the foot of the bed. Those of you who do this know exactly what I'm talking about. When your kids come into your bed in the middle of the night and before you know it, a bed that was designed for two people is now holding five people and because you're trying to sleep, you end up going to the foot of the bed and lying where everybody's feet are in your face. Please stop doing that. When those kiddos come into your bed, redirect them to go back into their room. And if you're too tired to do that, Go into the guest bedroom if you have one. If your kids' beds are big enough, then go into their beds. But I really want you to stop this idea of squeezing yourself at the foot of the bed or squeezing yourself into the corner of the bed because you're not sleeping well when you do that. And like I say, sleep is the foundation of everything. Stop sleeping at the foot of your bed so that everyone else has room. You deserve room on that bed too. So it's time to allow those kiddos stay in their bed throughout the course of the night. It might take a few nights of training and redirecting and repositioning, but you deserve to have your head on your own pillow and not across the foot of the bed, okay? Related to sleep, I really want you to stop procrastinating on your sleep because you find that nighttime is the only free time you get to yourself. Okay. (laughs) Procrastinating on your sleep by scrolling or wandering around the house or finding one series to watch or something else to do because you don't want to go to bed because the sooner you go to bed, the sooner you have to wake up and face the next day where everyone is calling you and pulling you in different directions. And so you're up 11, 12, 1, 2, 3 for some of you, because you're trying to prolong that quiet time to yourself. I totally understand it. I totally get it. But you're not doing yourself any service by doing that, right? If you want quiet time at this stage in this season, especially if you have little ones running around, You might want to create pockets of quiet time during the course of your day or better still do what I have been found to be so helpful, which is going to bed early, but then also waking up a little bit earlier than everyone else and having your quiet time in the morning. I know, yes, at the end of the day, you just want to decompress in the quiet and enjoy it and savor it. But procrastinating on your sleep is really affecting your physical health and your emotional health and contributing to a lot of stress that you might be experiencing. All right. The next thing is escaping into the basement to eat your kids' school snacks. Okay, stop doing that. Please stop doing that because the next thing you know, you're grabbing goldfish, you're grabbing chips, you're grabbing banana bread. Yes, I am talking from experience. Have your own snack available whether it's a cup of yogurt or whether it's some fruit or whether it's a smoothie your own snacks that will be nourishing for your body in this stage that it's in I know escapism is something that we have become so good at where we're sneaking off and you know eating chocolate here or eating chips there right but it's not good for us and it's compounding all that sugar and all the processed food food is really not helping, you know, it's not good for our tummies, it's not good for our, just our overall physical health, right? We really want to cut back on doing that and be intentional about preparing your healthy snacks and eating that, whether it's nuts, you know, even bites of chicken here and there, small bites of chicken, crackers that are not salted, you know, whatever it is that is a snack for you, going into the basement and hiding and stealing your children's snacks, please. I know we do it, but it's time to stop. <laughs> it's time to stop. Because the next thing you know, you're trying to get snacks ready. And before you know it, you've eaten all the snacks. And you're having to make emergency stops at Costco because you've eaten all the snacks. Snacks that were supposed to last a month are already gone by week two. All right? So it's time for us to stop that. Okay? <laughs> next is indecision, Right? There's something that you have been thinking about doing and you are going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth in your mind about it. Make a decision and own the decision and move on. And I want to offer that the decision that you make should align with your goals and your dreams and your aspirations, all right? Don't make the decision that seems to be the path of least resistance and the easy way out because you're afraid or intimidated. Make the decision to take action, And do the thing that you've been thinking about because chances are if you've been thinking about it, yes, should I do it or no? Chances are it's something that's calling you and pulling you and something that you really desire to do. So bite the bullet, make this decision, own it, move forward because indecision is so exhausting. All right. The other thing that I want to remind many of you is that Yes, you might be in a season of life where things don't necessarily look like the way that you hoped for them to look like. But remember that your grass is greenest wherever you water it, for real. Because if you're honest and if you look closely enough, you will realize that not having the things that you want or desire is actually a blessing for you. Everything in this life has two sides. There's a pro and a con to everything that you have and everything that you want. And chances are that you probably won't like or you probably won't be able to handle the cons that come with some of the things that you're feeling maybe a little bit envious about. Chances are that the downsides to those things, you're not quite prepared for them. So enjoy where you are. Continue to aspire. Continue to work on your goals and your dreams But don't sit envying someone else's grass because you think it's better on the other side. There are probably some things that they are having to deal with or having to do to make their grass look the way that it is that you are not quite ready for. So water your grass, make it look green, enjoy it and enjoy the process. All right. The truth is that being an adult is challenging. Being a mother is challenging and finding that, so what some people call balance, some people call harmony. Finding that harmony through all of it can be quite hard. But I've noticed that there is a version of hard that won't break you. It might stretch you, but it won't break you because this version of hard accounts for your personality. It accounts for the stage of life you're in. Whether you have kids or don't, whether your kids are preschool age or school age, it accounts for your personality, right? Once you start trying to take on someone else's version of hard, you are creating a recipe for a breaking point. But if you find a version of hard that works with you and your season and your personality, you might feel stretched, but you probably won't break. And so, yes, the season of life can be challenging for you. It is hard. But realize that you need to find a version of heart that might stretch you, but won't break you. And it can't be in comparison to somebody else. Okay. and the final thing that I want to say is that control is an illusion. It's very deceptive to think that we are in control. There's honestly not a whole lot that we can control. And sometimes knowing too much can be a curse, especially when there's absolutely nothing you can do about that knowledge. For some control freaks, it can be really hard to know something and just let it be without trying to alter it, manipulate it, change it, fix it, right? We need to often get to a point where we can accept that, okay, this isn't the way that I wanted to, or this isn't the way that I hoped it would be, but there's nothing I can do about it. Accepting that there's nothing that I could do about it. Choosing a simpler way of life has always been my MO, and I honestly highly recommend it. Keeping things simple. Keep it simple, sis. You know, you can channel your inner calm, your inner zen, and say, Things that are out of my control, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. And let it go and move on. I know it's easier said than done for many of us, but trying to control things, trying to control people, control a certain outcome is a recipe for frustration, is a recipe for stress, it's a recipe for unhappiness. And once we get to a point of realization that, hey, you know what? this is actually out of my control. There isn't a whole lot I can do about it. Accepting it and letting it go, accepting that person for who they are and letting that control go can bring you tremendous, tremendous peace. Okay. Promise me that you're going to try that and work on that. I really, at the end of the day, want your success and happiness more than anything. I want you to experience inner calm. I want you to experience inner peace. I want you to have dreams and goals and aspirations, but not at the expense of your health and not at the expense of your happiness, not at the expense of your peace. Okay, so this isn't to get you to stop talking yourself out of your dreams right? Many of us will have a flash of a brilliant idea. And before the idea has time to even marinate, we're talking ourselves out of them and we're coming up with all the reasons why we are not good enough for that dream or why we can't work on it or why we won't be successful at it. But at the end of the day, that in the long term is going to add more stress to us because in the short term, it might be stressful to work on the dream, But in the long term, it's going to add more stress to us because when we look back, the questions of what if, what if I had taken the chance? What if I had learned to just release control and try? You know, what if, what if, what if? That question can be quite nagging for some people. And so my hope today, as I've gone through these lists of things that you can do to really get to a point of minimizing your stress. Sometimes these things might even cause you to immediately decompress and immediately reduce your stress. But I also want you to know that you can work on your dreams and you can work on your goals and your aspirations in a way that is stretching, but in a way that won't break you, all right? Make a decision, go for it, take it one step at a time, focus on being present. Focus on taking care of yourself and nourishing yourself intentionally. Focus on rest and you would be amazed at what happens and how you feel on the other side of that. All right, that's it for me from today. I hope you found this episode helpful. For the majority of times, for many of these points, they were reminders to myself as well. But I also hope that you found it helpful and that you'll take one or two or three of these recommendations and run with it and see what that does to your stress level okay until next time remember i am here always fiercely advocating for your success and your happiness bye thank you for joining me dr yoande on the happy without medicine podcast this week If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.